kicking off season four with a bang. We have shared stories, testimonies, and news of gospel artists, musicians, songwriters, promoters, and announcers. We would like to continue the mission of sharing great news through gospel music and its gold. There will be more shows giving tribute and accolades to pioneers and those who have left legacies of ministry through song. I hope you, the listening audience, enjoy the conversations of my guests and show your support by purchasing their music and or reaching out to them, letting them know they are appreciated. Love is not just a word, but an action. So let's all take part in sharing love to those who are in the ministry of music, spreading the gospel in song. We hope to continue bringing exciting shows and growing our knowledge in gospel music and its gold to the music genre as a whole. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. With me today is Titus Showers, who is a gospel artist who grew up in Hammond, Louisiana, in Tangapoa Parish, and he'll correct me if I'm wrong on the pronunciation. He was first recognized as the lead singer for the family group, The Showers, in 2009. The group's sound was a mixture of contemporary R&B and traditional gospel. The Showers released two albums which were nominated for Stellar Awards. Titus released his first solo project in 2019, entitled Who? Three years later, in 2021, he had a digital release, We Need You. And in 2022, the single reached top 10 Billboard gospel album and the top 30 Billboard single chart. Titus has been nominated for multiple awards and accolades and has been noted as a social media influencer with over 1 million YouTube views and over 48,000 social media followers across all platforms. Titus is also an actor and it has sat in his blood having appeared in several roles with different live stage productions. And in 2021, he appeared in the drama directed by David Whitaker, Cheating in the Next Room, on the Tubi streaming platform with over 4 million views. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Titus, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing very well. Listen. Perfect. Some of my audience may not know who you are. And although I give that little brief intro, did I pronounce your parish correctly? It's Tangipahoa, no matter. Oh, you Lord. Didn't, but you tried it. You tried. <laughs> Just give you kudos for that, you know. So it's Tangipahoa. Yes, oh. Tangipahoa. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Hot dog. Okay. So you can tell that I am not from the southern region. So I'm like, hey, I said, I'm going to try and say this correctly. So tell right. me, how did you initially get started? Now, the, the group that you started with was the Showers, 
which is your last name. So that is a family group. And talk about that. Absolutely. Um, my family group, two times Stella nominated, as you um, previously stated. We started here in Hammond, Louisiana. My dad's a pastor. He had 10 children. And my parents just believe in just um, being fruitful and multiplied. <laughs> and as my parents continued to have children, you know, before he had his first, he asked the Lord to bless him with a singer. So it started with my oldest sister. And then the Lord did ex exceedingly abundantly. He added to that my brother. Then it trickled on down to the other family member. So it's six girls, four boys. All of us are talented in our own sort of way. And we formed this group and worked on our harmony around the house. And before my dad would preach, we would sing then musicals around here and in the state of Louisiana. We definitely would sing there. And then um, we put out an indie project in 2009 as the showers. And then we do the, um, put out those two national projects um, in 14 and then 16. And then, um, as you stated, I went solo. So that's pretty much my start and my upbringing of where I come from and how it all um, began. <laughs> okay. Now, people always say, and I, I am an avid follower of those that start young and you have to keep at it. You, so you said you sang, you all sang on Sundays, every Sunday. <laughs> and that is what helps to build up your vocal prowess. You know, because it it actually gives you such a launching board when you do something like that and you are uh, an avid singer. You continue to do that because then you develop differently and you develop more and that's how you build up your vocal cords that's how you build up your breathing and you build up your knowledge so when I talked about uh, in part of what was in your bio about being contemporary gospel how did you all start to combine that sound together um because it was definitely a season's change whatever the season was in we had the capability to adapt to the season um quartet it was our big thing down here. And um, we also had, you know, the contemporary side and um, whatever side that we needed to go on, we were able to show versatility. So that's how we were able to do the contemporary, but still main focus on church and quartet because that was big, big key here in um, Louisiana. So um, that's how it all kind of tied itself together in a big knot. And um, we're just thankful for being so versatile and being able to adapt to the season. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you this. So you're one of 10, right. and you decided to branch out on your own. What was that? What gave you that spark that, okay, it's time for me to move on to become a solo artist? Wow. Um, first of all, it became a family thing. It's a big, big motivation. Um, they pretty much pushed me out there. Um, my sisters, all of them have their own businesses, and traveling on the road, um, was pretty heavy for them and their families and their husbands. And they were able to run their um, businesses, you know. Um, it gave them full-time access to that and grow everything that they needed to grow. My oldest brother became a pastor, and I became the lead singer prior um, to um, the family's two album, albums. So that left me um, just wanting it all the more. And um, my other brothers worked um, for their own company. So we pretty much um, worked for each other. And they all give me the um, opportunity to be flexible in singing on my solo career and also working for them on my nine to five. So it doesn't get any better than that. So that's pretty much how it all um, kind of intertwined. 
Now, being a solo artist rather than with a group, there is more pressure in, in the sense of you have to be the one to carry everything. So right. with that, I, I understand that you have support. Now, I'm going to ask you this because I, I, I missed asking this. What number are you? And I always say it. I'm number five. Everybody's favorite. You can check the record, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope none of my sisters and brothers see this because they would definitely kind of kind of attest that. But um, I'm standing on that. Ten toes down. I'm everybody's favorite, number five. Okay, okay. <laughs> Because I thought the way you were talking, I thought you was the baby. Because babies I, I act like the baby. So I was a baby boy for 10 years. And okay. So I have that, that kind of baby attributes, you know what I'm saying? And okay. I'm still, when you ask me how did I go solo, I must say this that there was no animosity. They pushed me forward, and that's how everything um, went on to be great as it is. Now that is wonderful when your family supports you because that is your that's your core. Your core is is what builds you up and and says, listen, we're gonna be there for you through thick and thin, no matter what's going on. Right. And that is that's great to have that wonderful family support and to be able to yes, pretend ma'am. pretend like you're the baby of the family. <laughs> Well, mom did a great job of spoiling all 10 of us. So all of us have that baby type attribute. We all have our, our spoil in our own way. So um, I, it's a family trait. It's, it's something that yeah. you did that, that was great, you know? <laughs> that is something that people really should remember. And I, I used to say this all the time. If you can't spoil them at home, people out in the street going to give them something that they don't really need. So spoil them at home as much my, as you my, possibly my. can, <laughs> you know, because right, it builds right. them up and builds character. And no matter what people say out there in the street, you know, when you go home, somebody's going to say, I still love you. You may have messed up. I still love you. You may have done a fantastic job. I still love you. And right. that is that's a great attribute for families to have and for families to hold. And when you guide people that way, they elude that through their music, through their message, through what they do in all. And I say music because I'm talking to somebody who is what? A singer, a gospel singer. Now, you're also a songwriter, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, tell us a little bit about that process. Well, you know, um, throughout my album process, I wrote a majority of all of my records and we collaborated with my producers, uh, Mr. Lucius Hoskins, that's my bro. He has produced for all of the known artists in the world. Um, Mr. Von Phoenix, we would collaborate over Zoom and write the records. And then I would either fly to Houston or to Chicago, to wherever um, the studio is. And we would um, collaborate together and put out this great work for the people of God. Um, definitely, um, I would pin the song and, and do my own type of rendition of it before I send it over to them. And then we would get together and work on those um, type of things so we can bless the people of God in a special way. Um, so it's definitely a blessing from God on being connected, you know, with great word that my father would preach sometimes. He would say something in his sermon, and I would pull out my phone while he's preaching and say, it's working for my Just so I can remember the melody um, until I get out of service. And then when I get out of service, I will pin the record. Um, and God has done a great thing in, in that um part of my life, collaborating with me, um, with great writers as well, to bring out their creativity and my creativity, and we create magic together. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good. Now, I'm going to say this, because I came from a different kind of era. 
you we didn't have phones to talk into uh to record people had to jot stuff down on a piece right. of paper <laughs> old school absolutely yes, wait a minute, hold absolutely. up old school wait a minute hold well, up well, just get no 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 <laughs> not that you're old <laughs> But the old school paper and pen, you know, that's all I was saying. Never, <laughs> never, never. Me and you, like Natty and CD, us are never apart. <laughs> <laughs> you are too funny. Oh, boy. So when you when you talk about that, uh, let's say, I know that when you travel with your family, it's different. But when you started traveling on your own to do uh, different shows and go out, what was that feeling like when you First launched out, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going by. I'm going without my family. My, my, my. Oh, I was sad. I was emotional. Um, definitely, I was on the road just normally having them that I can lean on. And then once I didn't have that I can lean on, I definitely had to make an adjustment. Um, the adjustment was just um, calling on my family on, on the phone. Or I would definitely have family members in a town or the city or a city near um, where I'm worshiping at. And they will always come and support me as well. And then the adaptability on stage, that was the big thing. Um, because I had them to depend on, I can always look back for something that I forgot. But now I'm there by myself, you know, I have to make sure I study and make sure I have some type of rehearsal so I don't um, forget um, when I'm out there ministering to the people of God because I don't have that support system on stage with me anymore. So it definitely was a learning experience, but I'm thankful for it, man. And God has brought, brought me from a mighty long way, you know, and I'm excited about what he's doing in my life. Okay, all right. Continuously. I know that I know that there are some churches that use those monitors and they put the monitors right. up because I've I've actually seen some singers literally reading paper or reading off the monitor. I'm like, you didn't practice your own song? What's did you Right, right. How do you, how do you not know your own music? See, I don't want one of those moments, so I got to make sure I know the material because I, I sing at like a diverse church and they sing a lot of CCM songs. And, and, and in doing that, there's a lot of words. So I do depend on that screen, but you would never know um, that I don't know the words because I will make up a word in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye because I don't want those hiccups. I have seen them happen um several times so i know the i know the feeling now mm -hmm. i know the feeling <laughs> or like the like the old mothers used to do in the churches and that they would make up the song come on baby follow me they tell them call the organist come on baby follow me and they are those the lyrics to the the song that you just asked about <laughs> exactly and, and talk about that a bit uh when you get up to sing a song and you may get caught up in a moment. Have you ever found yourself literally forgetting the song that you were singing? Absolutely. Um, and you would know that a person has forgotten the song because they'll try to dabble off into their favorite scripture or into something to make application to the song that they were singing because the lyrics have completely left their mind. So <laughs> I know that feeling indeed. Um, that dependency, that's what I'm talking about. Because I used to get look back at my little sister and she'll say the words to me. I'll look at my brother and they'll give me the words. But now, uh -uh, you better study <laughs> to show thyself approval. <laughs> so definitely that happens a lot. It happens a lot. 
Oh man, it's so funny and comical when uh, it's captured because everything is being filmed these days and, and you don't want to get caught slipping. So I try my best not to get mm -hmm. caught slipping in that manner. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's, that's good, a good thing for uh, like there's maybe a young singer that's coming out that's up and coming and they're like, you know, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to remember all these lyrics. I don't know how I'm going to, because if you're doing, if you're doing a concert, let's say, and you have a hour and a half to two hour concert, that's a lot of songs. Those are a lot of lyrics that you need to learn a lot of music. And then there are occasions, well, you talked about CCM music, a lot of occasions, a lot of that CCM music sounds the same. So mm -hmm. you're standing there and you're like, Oh, what song is that? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, it takes it takes a lot. Um, you, I'm up here doing a, a job for the Lord. Where a lot of study um, goes into it behind the scenes. So definitely be be careful what you ask for, man. But I ask for it, and the Lord has um, done exceedingly abundantly for me. But mm -hmm. I must continue to um, prepare myself, as as we all should. You know, mm -hmm. like let's talk gospel music. You prepare. For great interviews, you you don't just hop on here and doing um things out of your pocket. You prepare for things, so um, we all have to be prepared in everything that we do. I tell people a lot. I said now I I stalk my guests a little bit because I do want to know a little bit more about them so that I can bring things out when we're talking. But I don't want to know too much that I anticipate what you're going to say because I like having a conversation. I don't like the, you know, me ask a question, you answer, then, you know, <laughs> static. Because to me, that does not flow well with me. Right. Because in order for people to get to know you and to get to understand you, they want to know how you conversate and how you communicate. So that's why I do that. And I'm like, okay, so I'll, I'll look around. I'll find out, I'll find some things. I told somebody one time, I said, yes, I was stalking you. And he's like, what? I said, no, just to find out a little bit more so I know where we can go with this. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Now on this, I know that you have been on several television, gospel music shows. And when you get there, what is your preparation process? When you get when you get the call and you get the invite and your preparation, do they tell you what to sing? Do they ask you what to sing, or how is that presented to you? Um, whenever you get the call, it's, it's definitely an honor. Thank you so much for the call, whenever it might be. Um, you try to sing the record that you fit will go over to the world. You know, you don't want to sing something that 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 the world. Um, won't be able to gravitate to. So I make sure I sing something that the world could definitely um, um, love and, 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 and vibe with me too. Mm -hmm. So you read the yes, audience that you're with and even Absolutely. when you're doing your when you're doing your live concert, and I know that you have you've got your set all ready and everything. Do you ever waver from your set when you're in the process of ministering to your live audience? Absolutely, absolutely. It's very important to do that because um, you want to reach everybody. Um, so I go to a hymn because I know everybody grew up on hymns. Mm -hmm. I sing something familiar that the people of God know. Um, so there is always room um, to go somewhere else in the sets because it's very important to sell you and also um, I'm give a great ministry because it's all about ministry. And I'm just a setup to lead someone to Christ. And if their favorite song can be sang, I would definitely do that for them so they can be uh, a transition for them to come over 
to this this side of heaven, you know. So um, so I definitely gravitate and change over to sing something familiar to the people of God wherever I go. You know, I really like that. I I like that in the in the sense where first of all, what you said is you like to set up to lead someone to Christ. And some people, I you know, I I dare to to venture in this on this uh, land there is that there are some some artists that it's all about me, all about what I'm going to do, you know, or I'm going to sing the house down, but they forget that they're there to lead someone who may be lost, lead someone maybe back, lead someone to Christ. And that is part of the ministry of gospel music and gospel singers. And I enjoy hearing someone saying that you remember it's a ministry. So what I was, I was saying about, you know, some of the uh, gospel artists, some, some of them, not all, some people lose what their focus is supposed to be about. It, they yes, they think it's more on them and it's not about them. And I like what you said about set up to lead someone to Christ. And that is what you're there to do is to lead someone to Christ because somebody may have turned their back on Christ because of something somebody did to them yesterday. Or somebody may have walked away from Christ because they feel that God has not answered their prayers. So when you do that, I feel, and it's just me, I feel that you do have to have that heart to lead someone to Christ. So talk a little bit more that more about that, about your ministry of leading people. Question, what do I do to lead someone to Christ? I think that's what you asked me. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's my it's my setup to um make sure I tell the truth. Um, so everything in my lyrics is meant to tell the truth. And that's what the word of God is telling the truth. Um, get on their level, you know, let them know I once was lost too, you know. I, I've done that too. Um, so something in my lyrics is going to gravitate to that person in order to reel them in because we are fishermen of men and God told us to go out and, and, and to and fro and, and, and teach them um, that he is the Lord savior of our lives. He died for us on Calvary, you know, so something in my message of song can definitely gravitate to that person to allow them to come over to get more information about this man that I'm singing about because it's all about him at the end of the day. I'm just a vessel I'm used by God to bring someone else to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So that you know that, that you're bringing people. Now, I want to ask you about this acting. <laughs> <You're> acting <laughs> and how did you get into acting as well? Well, it's definitely um, just the Lord opening more doors for his children. I was able to be a part of um, some plays and some um, a, a very, very um, uh, high streaming 2B movie, um, Cheating in the Next Room. I was not the cheater, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say like now. A deacon. I wasn't the cheater. So go check it out. It's on 2B. It's a great movie that has been streamed over 10 million times. And um, definitely, um, I was a singer. I was also um, a counselor and a best friend. But the person who was uh, cheating, I was his best friend. So I didn't kind of um, try to hide anything from him. I was just there to um, try to lead him a different way and just be a great listening ear for him. Okay, okay. <laughs> See, and that, that's where, you know, God opens doors, opens different doors for us. And 
leads us, like I said, some people don't know when God is speaking to them or giving them avenues. And I'm just wondering if you had decided, well, nah, this acting thing is not for me. Um, how did that come about? Was it someone that said, hey, man, I'd like to put you in, a, in, in one of my plays? Or, you know, you went to them and said, hmm, that sounds like something interesting that I'd like to learn how to do. So it was a big setup. First, I was just going to be the angel in this first play. And I was just supposed to sing and get on out of the way. And then they was like, well, I got a line for you to learn. Okay. I had to learn a line. And so the next play, I was another set. So, so it definitely was a process. So learning from different things that I was able to be a part of set me up to learn a bunch of lines for the movie. So um, God will always prepare you. Even though you don't even see that door opening for you, he prepared me for it previously. So as he continued to prepare, these doors continue to open. I'm just ready to walk into them and do whatever I'm called to do, but no compromising. I would never compromise. I would never compromise. Okay. Do I need to dabble into that? But just read me here. I would never compromise. You can dabble in it and tell, and tell what it is because, you know, sometimes, and we hear this a lot about people who do compromise their mm -hmm. just to be in the spotlight. And talk right. about that. Talk about that. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a man, so I would never put on a dress. I would never be into scenes where um, it says I'm not a man. You know, um, God loves us all indeed, but he did make male for female. It's in the Bible. So long as I'm standing on word, I'm good. Um, I love everybody. I just want to be what God called me to be. And that way um, I don't get myself into all kinds of trouble because I'm already full of trouble because man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. But why should I continue to do something that I want to do and not what he want to do? So um, that's why I just got married too. So I'm a beautiful wife and um, I got married one year ago and absolutely. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing those things that I used to do. Mm, um, you know, okay. I'm doing, I'm trying to walk right and do what I need to do for my Lord and Savior. So no compromising is meaning um, to that side of things, you know? So that's mm. what I mean by that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is great. You know, because we sometimes it's a, a different kind of compromise with uh, not only that about sexuality, but sometimes morally they want you to do something wrong, like kill somebody or, mm -hmm. uh, you right, know, right, right. use drugs of some sort, right. you know, so that is, those are the different kinds of compromises that can't come upon in plays, in television. Right. Because they, they're trying to get a rise out of people and there's only a couple of things that will mm -hmm. bring people to the to the theater i don't know why folks can't just go to the theater to see your regular stuff they want to see some drama and some you know this that and the other and not really realize that that is right. oh yeah 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 I was under the uh, leadership of Pastor Bill Winston at, when uh, my husband and I first got married and we were living in that in that area. And he said, what you listen to gets into your heart and into your soul. So if you listen to negativity, if you listen to all of this uh, 
Debbie Doubter kind of uh, information. I'm just, I'm, I am not quoting him exactly, but basically saying what you put in your eyes, what mm -hmm. you're looking at, what you're listening to gets into your, even if you know it or not, you're like, okay, I go to the show and I'm looking at this and they bother me. But then after a while it does, it does penetrate your heart and your soul. So Absolutely. those are some of the things. And then that, now I'm going to ask you something really off the wall. Do mm -hmm. you see yourself, okay, so you're you're a songwriter, a gospel music songwriter, a gospel music singer. Do you see yourself maybe writing a play yourself? Wow, that's a, off the wall for real. That's a great question. Oh, since I write so much, um, I can see myself writing something that would definitely bless the people of God. So I would would definitely have to think about that and start preparing myself because I love to write. Um, writing is a soothing mechanism for me. Um, it keeps me calm. It keeps me thinking. It keeps me researching as well, you know, so that may be something that I'll probably dabble into. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I like what you said about research. That is something that is very key. Research mm -hmm. is very key when you're thinking about writing something because you don't want to, even if you're writing fiction, you don't want to write something that is, unless you're writing one of those sci-fi kind of uh, scenarios or something like that. But you have to research sometimes because sometimes you can put a little history in what you write. <laughs> Many of us miss history. My husband came to me and said, uh, the other day we were talking and he said, you know, they were talking on the news about people under a certain income do not have, do not have a book in their home. Wow. Tell me about wow. it. How mind-blowing is that? Wow. Do not have a book in their home. So you mean to tell me that you have your, uh, you have a family and you don't have a book in your home even for your children, right. something's wrong mm. with that. Definitely something's wrong um, because we used to do it like a devotion. Even if we pray and we'll read the scripture, you know, there was encyclopedias back then, you know, now with everything on your phone, I don't know if it's a smartphone type of situation, but um, definitely that should be some type of book. At least the word of God, come on. <laughs> yes, and, yes. Uh, something should be there. Well, you can go find some information. Absolutely. Because we know that on social media, of course, that people can twist and turn things around, um, misconstrue some things. But if you have it written in the history book, then you're able to go back and you'll find a reference and you can compare with that because the people that have written those kind of books have done research. Whereas on Absolutely. the internet, on the internet, on the other hand... <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> the internet is the internet. Right, right, right. It's there for clickbait. That's what the internet has become. That that is what gets the most algorithm. Um the negativity of the world gets all of the attention and um the positive stuff. Okay, that's cute. All right, on to the next. Let's see who had a fight today. Let's see who got murdered in this town or or who got shot at this club or who cheated or who who did this. That has gotten all of the popularity. And Jesus has literally become the footnote at the bottom of the page. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, say that again. I ain't going to do it. Jesus has become the footnote. You know, everything else is, is headlines. Mm -hmm. And Jesus 
has become the footnote. And that's why we are in so much trouble um, in the world today. And that's why I wanted to do something positive with this podcast, because I, I was like, we need to see more positivity. We need to see where we are doing something, where we're excelling at something and bringing out gifts, natural gifts that God gives us. And I, I tell people often, I say, you know, when you look at other cultures, they don't have the expanse that our culture has not saying that any other culture is is lower than ours but you have people that can be in a church and become a proficient musician without taking a music lesson whereas someone who plays classical music cannot i took classical when I was growing up i took classical music and everything was on the paper if it wasn't on the paper you didn't play it and it puts you in a box. So people who have, who went and learned how to read music, it was very hard to transition. I'll say that for me. I'm not going to talk for anybody else. It was, it's mm-hmm. hard to transition into playing by ear. And there's so many dramatic chords that come into play when you're playing gospel music. Whereas in classical music, you have some dynamic chords. It depends on what, what songwriter you're playing under. But it is when you listen to gospel music, there is so much richness, depth, and yeah. incorporation into, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Absolutely. I, I, <laughs> I know what you're talking, absolutely, um, absolutely. You can go to a church on the corner and hear the musician play This Little Light of Mine. You go to a cathedral and you hear them play this little light of mine and you go to a mega church and they play this little light of mine and you're going to get three different versions of the same song three different versions of the same song <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's just the background of of the genres that causes that to happen um we put everything into it in our culture um the um the other um races um base their things upon simplicity and, and it sells for them. Um but we definitely complicate things. Um even with a lot of um the songs that I sing that CCM, it's only two part harmony. We go three and four. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 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 you know so it's definitely um um what you used and what you grew up on. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I, and I'd love to hear that. Now I'm going to put this back out there a little bit because uh, I think this will be something that you'll uh, you'll think of yourself and you'll say, yeah, I, th- I think I am going to do that. So when you get your play started, uh, when you get the formation or the outline of your play, what would be your key focus? You look at me like what? Wow. So 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 we just got to be talking about compromising, right? So I would definitely put life experiences in there, but it has to be based on the Christian circumstance. I would definitely put some relatability, you know, of my upbringing of um just always uh, being in church during the week, or or you know um some things that I've seen even growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in. I'm a sports guy. I would put all of the things that. I would love and make it some type of um, compatibility and relatable 
um, to the people of God so they can come out and enjoy a great play. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like, I like starting to light, like lighting a little bit of fire. Mm, that is something Absolutely. to really think about. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause people love a story and it's, and, and your story is definitely, a, can be a great testimony to somebody else. And so I would definitely write my story, you know, of coming from the poor family, didn't have it much, but you know, my dad remained faithful. My mom never held a job. She raised 10 children. He would bring the bread home. She would make sure his dinner cooked. You know, we would go to three and four services on a Sunday, Sunday school included, rehearsals during the week, revival, still had time to go to um, extracurricular um, activities. We were never um, without a meal. And how can you manage that with one man bringing in income? Then, you know, so it's so much a great testimony. Mom got sick, you know, and then, you know, thought she wasn't going to get well. But dad still was there to be faithful. The members of the church fed us, took us in, make sure we were um, had everything we need when mom was down and out. So it's a great testimony that can be written. Um, mm -hmm. and definitely, I would love to share it. And that could be a good, well, <laughs> if not even a, a, a play, it could be a book because we need to motivate young Black men to know that there is something out there other than the negativity. I got a little mm -hmm. upset. I got a little upset yesterday because two boys got killed coming out of school. And, mm -hmm. you know, your heart just aches. They're out there doing something positive, but then you have this negativity that comes up because why? We don't know. We don't know what the issue is and why are they constantly, but we need to find a way for these young people, not just young men, but women too, young ladies too, to learn how to communicate and not argue and fight all the time. It's okay Absolutely. to disagree with what somebody says and Absolutely. we can all walk away and go home. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? I was just talking to my neighbor today out there in the yard and he was saying how, um, um, how they used to work things out back in the days. One person would talk, the other person would listen. Then the next person would talk, and then it's your turn to listen. And you don't get that these days. You have the uh, rising of the voices, and no one um, do it old school and, and fight it out. But they shoot it out and stab it out now and talk to your mama out and post it on Facebook out. So it's like everything is going away. And so you don't know who to trust and who you can communicate with. And if you have a problem with a person, it's hard to call that person up because you're getting called this and that. So mm -hmm. you're like, man, Lord, just please handle it for me. Um, do it for me. So it's like, man, so definitely I understand that. That's that's the way life is going right now. But we need to get back to some type of structure, two parents in the home and um, going to church, learning the Bible, the books in the home thing we were just talking about. So, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. so much out there. So, yes, ma'am. I know we just, we just having a good conversation, right? <laughs> this has been a wonderful interview with you, Titus. Please share with my audience how they can get in contact with you and if you have any current projects that are coming up that we should be looking out for. It's your boy Titus Showers and you guys can follow me on all of my social media platforms at I am Titus Showers. That's on Instagram. That's on X, which is Twitter. <laughs> that's also on Facebook. 
make sure you follow me there and under my bio on all my pages you can see my contact where you can get in touch with me and my amazing manager where you can have me to come to a town or a city near you to minister so i look forward to interacting with you and please stream my music from all streaming platforms god bless you and thanks again for having me today it's your boy god bless you well i want to thank my guest titus showers for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about the podcast segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com that's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com you may also like and share the podcast episode or if you subscribe you will be alerted when the newest show is published what's new is a let's talk gospel music gold radio show on wmrm db internet radio station which comes on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am your host, Ansonia, saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. This is for the world Searching for peace That we cannot find Yeah, yeah Asking questions Cause we don't know why Oh yes we all need you to make a way, and we all need you, that's why we pray. We all need you here in this place. We all need you, show us the way. When it all falls down and there's no way. This episode has been sponsored by Nelsie IT. The disaster has happened. We were all caught off guard March 2020. And in many cases, there is now a rebuilding process which must take place. How does this affect you as a church leader or a small business owner? With over 20 years of experience, we can help you create an emergency response and a business continuity plan for your church or your small business. We discuss methods of preparing for the next emergency or disaster. Here are a few things we can speak to you about 
for your church, how to continue communicating with your congregants without access to your physical location. How do members reach the leadership staff? What about church records? Are they safe and available? And here are a few things we will cover for a small business. Communicating with your customers and meeting their needs and or orders. Do you have a backup process to keep your business records safe? We can talk about technology, security, and record keeping. For more information, contact us at 708-762-3587. That's 708-762-3587. And we can discuss how you can feel more comfortable in creating a emergency response plan and or a business continuity plan. I have been afforded the opportunity to become a co-author on If We Can Do It, You Can Too. To order your copy of the book for a $10 love offering, I will include free shipping. Please contact me at let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk, the number two, gmg at gmail.com. Thank you.